Thanks for tuning in. I'm Lee Miller, your coach and host of the Brave Home Service Pro podcast, a podcast made for home service professionals to start, build, grow and scale a home service business. This podcast is brought to you by Brave Business Solutions, the leading coaching and course provider for home service entrepreneurs. If you're a first time listener, thanks for your support. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider subscribing so that you don't miss out on future episodes and share this with your friends in the home service world. Now on to today's show. Happy Monday, Home Service Pros, and welcome back to the Home Service Pro Podcast, put on by Brave Business Solutions. Uh, Today's going to be a pretty cool episode. I actually just finished writing a book all about pricing your home service business, and I just wanted to jump on and do a quick podcast here about the different pricing models, just so that you're hearing it direct, uh, and I can kind of show you the different models that are used commonly in the home service world. Uh, and hopefully by the end of this podcast that you can walk away with a better understanding of the different pricing models and which one might be right for you. Now, this ebook that I've just written, it's available on my website, www.wethebrave, uh, or you can DM me or you can send me a message on any other social media platforms if you're following along and we will get you hooked up with a copy. Now, uh, Pricing models are a pretty challenging topic for a lot of home service pros, mainly because there's a lot of kind of nuances to every project. Uh, every client is different. There's different complexities. And so it becomes hard to really put one price on everything. Uh, and this is why a lot of guys will will choose one style of pricing model over the other. Um, but there is a few different ways that we can mix it up and have some, you know, really cool pricing models that are tied back to our overheads, how much our business is costing us, how do we maximize profitability? And this is why it's key to optimize your pricing model, depending on where you are at the stage of your business. Now, if you're in year one, you may use one type of pricing model. If you're in year two, you might switch to a different type. Year three, year four, year five, you may also use different ones or even have a hybrid of a few of the different pricing models that are available. So um, let's quickly talk about some of the challenges that are going to come up uh, and why a lot of people are scared of pricing models for their business. So the first reason, like I said, is a lot to do with how many pricing models there are. There's a lot of different ways that you can price your business uh, and it's really kind of difficult. It takes a little bit of legwork to actually figure out which one is right for you at the stage that you're currently at in your business. Like I said, the other one is every project has its own challenges and, and complexities. Uh, so really dialing into you know the different issues that can come up based on your pricing models uh, that could be, for example, the types of projects you do, the kind of clients you work with, uh, the specialist equipment that's needed for some of your projects. Uh, it can become pretty difficult when you've got a lot of different factors. Uh, and it, like I said, it does take some legwork to figure that out. And we we can help you do that. Um, the other thing as well is a lot of people have kind of dialed in on how they sell their projects and things are kind of working for them. You know, they're getting some good leads, they're getting good conversion, but you know, they don't really want to shake things up because if they do shake things up, they might have a lack of confidence in selling a new pricing model, or they might just not feel confident in even just giving that price to a client because they don't believe that that price is fair, right? This is the thing. It's a lot of us kind of price as if we were our own client. Uh, And one of the things that I aim to teach a lot of my clients is that, or two things that I try and teach my clients is that one is you're not your own client 
And the second thing is price is subjective. If you've not listened to episode two, go back and listen to episode two. It's all about price being subjective uh, and getting out of that that trap of feeling like you are one of your own clients. Um, the other thing is on standards in your territory. Now, I find this one quite a lot is, you know, that's not how it gets priced where I live. You know, if you've got, you know, let's look at Texas, for example, if you're a landscaper, you know, if everybody is pricing by the hour and you go in with a pricing per square foot that might not be the norm and so people get scared of selling projects uh even if it makes more sense financially for them because they're scared that the client's not going to be able to understand that pricing model uh, and they feel like they will lose jobs um compared to the guy who is just doing it like everybody else um here's the thing about selling your your projects and your services is being able to sell as a skill is just like a muscle. Like you really need to work out and get out your comfort zone for it to grow and develop. And so when you have a combination of the right information, you have the right numbers and data, you have the right mindset and the right attitude to put a new pricing model out to your client base, uh, things will change. When you have that level of confidence and a lot of that confidence comes from knowing your product like the back of your hand, feeling confident in the service and quality that you can provide and then having a value a dollar value on that service that reflects the quality and the outcome that you provide for your client so once you once you figure that out selling projects becomes easy um a lot of people nowadays really value uh you know other factors other than just the price and for example what I would mean by that is, you know, you could be the cheapest guy, but if I have to wait three or four weeks for you to come along and do a project for me, I mean, I'd rather pay $200 or I'd rather pay $300, for example. And so once you develop your, uh, your values or your uh, value proposition for your clients and you sell to the customer's needs, for example, if you market yourself towards a client who potentially ha- has a lack of time you know, but they need a, a result quickly, there is a dollar value on that that is above the cheapest guy. If you're looking for someone who really takes care of their space and they really appreciate it and they want the best project, they already know that they're not going to get the cheapest project. It's not going to cost them the cheapest for the best quality of work. That's just not how it works. And I used to tell my clients back in my painting business, I'd say, you can have speed, you can have quality, and you can have price, but you can't have all three. And you can only have two. And so you can only, if you want price, I can't give you quality. I can give you speed and I can give it to you for cheap, but I can't give you quality. And I can give you quality, but I can't give you price. I can give you quality and speed, but I can't give you price. I've got good guys, they're trained up, they're fast, they can do projects quickly, but I can't do it for cheap. And when you explain it like that to a client, is generally they will understand that what they're asking for or the end result that they have in mind is different from their expectations of what they're going to be paying for it and so having that mentality and being able to stand by your product and know that hey I am the highest quality guy and I am the fastest guy at doing this there is a value on that and just for reference the the painting company that I owned before was a one-day painting company meaning that we did most of our projects almost all of our projects whether it's interior or exterior in one day in one single day and so when we're you know selling you know, you don't have the 
you don't need to have contractors coming in and out of here for two weeks to come and do this project or a week. You know, you've got family coming over next week and you need this project done. We can take that on. We can get it done in a day. It's going to be high quality, but you're going to pay a premium for it. And so uh, I'm not saying that you need to be the fastest, especially if you're a one man band who's out there doing projects. You might not have the capital or the infrastructure to be able to hire a whole team to do things quickly. But figuring out what your value proposition is and what that can look like. Uh, and then really, really drilling down and understanding that product on a fundamental basis to a point where you know it like the back of your hand. When you have confidence in that product, you can sell it. You can sell it. And so with the book that I've just written, um, it's called The Brave Home Service Pros uh, Pricing Models Ultimate Guide. You can check that out. And, and you know, there's some really good psychological uh case studies of, of customers and how they think when they approach buying a home service. So what is a pricing strategy? Like what exactly is a pricing model? I've said this word quite a few times already at the start of this podcast, but to put it in a nutshell for you, a pricing strategy or a pricing model is a method in which your home service company uh, sets the price of different products. It's basically an umbrella term for evaluating current market conditions, variable costs, gross and net profit margins, and then the client's ability or willingness to pay your pricing and then feel good about it. That's an important one. And feel good about it. Make them feel like they're uh, spending the right money for the right product with the right people. That is all pretty crucial. Um, and these are really important for businesses. So why, why is a pricing strategy or a pricing model important for a business? It's, it's really important. It's, picking the right pricing model is going to be a huge factor in your conversion, your profitability in your business. Now, profitability is that key word. That's the big one. That is the one. Profitability is the key to growth. We need capital to invest in the business, new equipment, new people, new vehicles, so on and so forth. So we need to make sure that when we're charging for our projects, we are being as profitable as possible because it will accelerate our businesses to growth. And that's what we're all here trying to do. So by having an optimized pricing strategy that reflects the value that you provide, your customers are going to be drawn to what a great or professional business can achieve and what that looks like, right? A premium brand can sell at higher prices. A non-premium brand can only sell at low prices. That is your value proposition. Your value proposition when you are a, a low-priced contractor is that you are cheap. That is the only thing that you've got going for you. You could be the nicest guy in the world, but you were the cheapest option. And I've got a saying that once you're a budget guy, you're always a budget guy. So don't be a budget guy. Push to try and be a premium guy and add a value proposition to your services outside of price. We have the best equipment. We have the best people. We are the most uh, most well-branded. We have the best reputation online. These are all selling features that I would push you guys to really pursue in order to get additional clients uh, or even you know, change your clientele to an upmarket clientele that is gonna be willing to pay the pricing that you're setting forward. Now, for us as home service providers, our goal is to provide an outcome for a client, right? Or, or provide a solution to a client's problem. And the bottom line is really that first, the first deciding factor from a client's perspective is gonna be on price. That's, you know, if you're marketing yourself to the right type of client, you know, what we would call as purchasing behavior or buying behavior um, is never always just the cheapest price. 
Here's what I found worked in my business. I always tried to give my customers a taste of what the ultimate experience was going to look like when we went to go and do the project. And how did I do that? I did that by making sure that we had a a really solid foundation as a taster experience for our client from the minute they ended up on our website to booking a consultation to the welcome call that I would do before I went out to do the consultation or as I would call it a discovery call to vet that client, right? Then, you know, they would get given promo material. They would be, be sent a bunch of stuff um, about our company in advance, reviews. Uh, you know, here's our portfolio work that we've done in the past. Here's some of the cool jobs that we've done. Um, and then when they have a sense that this business is totally legit, like these guys are professional, they're well-branded, they have a really easy booking process. They, you know, they have great communication skills. When I get to go and do that actual estimate or that consultation the job is almost already sold because they've seen the convenience that we provide just from booking a consultation with us we've not even been there and met them yet but they already know that we're professional we're well branded you know our communication is on point we are you know making things as easy as possible for the customer to find the information they need and then couple that with an experienced estimator or someone who has sales skill and knows your product can sell that project through to the finish line. Again, a lot of this is on marketing yourself to the right customer. If you don't know who your ideal customer is, call me or go on my website uh, and, and book a time with me. I will help you figure out who your ideal client is and how to develop a marketing strategy specifically to market your business towards them. Now, the ultimate goal here is to provide a solution to the client, make them feel good about it, make them feel like they're purchasing a good product that is a good investment, and we will start to see more proposals getting signed off as you know, booked projects, completed projects, invoice projects, paid projects. Now, I'm gonna cast my mind back here because this was, was actually true. I used to get some major fear of selling a premium product because I was in that trap of thinking I was my own customer. And this is this is back in the earlier days, you know, I'm just getting into the industry. Uh, I'm trying to sell a premium product, but I don't have the confidence in selling that premium product at premium pricing because I thought it was too expensive. I thought it was too expensive. Again, if you've not listened to episode two, go back and listen to episode two because it's all about the type of clientele. But having the fear of losing a project because you're too expensive is crippling for some salespeople. And so I'd recommend that if you're the owner of the business, that you go out and try and develop this pricing model first. You'll probably find just because you've been in the business for a long time and you understand it, you're going to know that, you know, you're going to know your product. You're going to know your type of client. You're going to know the equipment. You're going to know the products. You know, if you're for example, a pressure washer and you're selling chemicals or your painting contractor who's selling different various kinds of paints, um, you're going to know those products really well. You'll be able to sell them uh, way easier than someone who, you know, if you're just telling someone, hey, like I need you to boost our prices by 15% and, and sell at the same capacity as what you're doing there. Take the time to really develop your sales ability. Uh, couple that with some really good value propositions, like I just mentioned there before. Uh, and then go into that relationship with the goal of making a lasting relationship. We don't just want to paint this client's house once. We want to be that, that client's main painter for the rest of their life. Go into every single 
consultation like that and build some really good relationships and they will come back and serve you tenfold. So when you have that service quality and your people and your systems are completely in line, pricing is a really easy conversation. Again, if you need some help one to, to map out what that looks like, what does my business look like when I have my service quality, my people and my systems in line? The pricing portion is easy. If you don't know how to get those systems and people in, in place, then give me a call and let me know that you need some help with that and I will happily have a conversation with you about what that looks like. Let's jump in. I want to look at 12 different pricing models. I'm going to try and get through these quickly just so that I'm not here all day um, with you guys. You might be on the road um, on your way to the next quote or next project. Um, but let's burn through some of the, the easy ones first. So the first one that we have is set your prices low and then adjust them later. This is the most common tactic for a lot of people who are just getting into the industry. They don't know about pricing. They don't know how to figure out pricing. They don't know how to figure out square footage or products or anything like that. All they know is that they need to make X amount of dollars in a day for them to live the lifestyle that they're trying to live. And so what they'll do is, is they'll set their prices super low. And then over the course of, you know, 10, 15, 20 projects, they will adjust their pricing accordingly when they figure out what their market is willing to spend. So that's number one. The second one is the complete opposite. Set your prices high and then adjust them back down. So you're 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 setting them super high. Uh, you're seeing how many jobs you can land at that price. You know maybe you're only converting you know ten percent of jobs. So you need to drop your prices a bit, get more jobs, measure it, that kind of thing. Um, but setting high and adjusting again, this isn't an optimized strategy for anybody that's been in the business for a long time. Um, I don't. Feel like setting your prices super high is fair to anyone right now unless you're really done the legwork to figure out what your overhead is uh, and how that ties in line if you're just out there to make money I mean you're gonna find it pretty hard to sell jobs unless you've got an excellent marketing campaign um, and you're targeting your ideal client the super rich but let me tell you something if you're setting prices like that and you don't have the skill to back it up maybe give your head a shake and you know question question the skill of your business are you really providing value in your territory you're not going to have the reviews to match it you're not going to have the reputation to match your pricing and that is a big no-no uh, and you're also going to upset clients and they're going to tell their friends and then you know it's not going to be a great way to build a sustainable business so one and two are my least favorite of the pricing models let's talk about number three this is one of my favorites though uh, is premium pricing. So premium pricing is kind of similar to setting high and adjusting your pricing. However, a premium pricing model can be a great way to maximize your profitability on every job. The model required is a dedicated marketing plan to market yourself to premium paying clients. And you'll also need a set of solid business processes. Um, again, this is tying it back to having a value proposition that matches the pricing model that you have. Um, when you have premium systems, premium people, uh, you can charge premium pricing. So premium pricing model. Now this one is, uh, you can break this down and have a hybrid premium pricing model coupled with some of the other pricing models in here. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Maybe in another episode, we might run out of time here, but um, we'll talk about premium pricing in another episode. That is truly the best way to price your business when you have the business infrastructure to support it.
The next one, number four, is dynamic pricing. You'll see this a lot with, with contractors who are seasonal, a lot of seasonality in their business. So dynamic pricing kind of gets tied back to how busy and how booked up they are. They'll start off with one price. When they get booked out to, say, a week, they'll start charging a second price. When they get charged, you know, when they're getting booked out into a third or a fourth week, they might charge, you know, more of a premium. Um, basically, because what's happening is, is if they're so booked up, then there is competition in the market. Uh, and given that higher prices at that point, when people are competing for your services, uh, is, is a great way for you to capitalize on the current demand for your industry. And so if there's only two landscapers in your territory, then, you know, people are going to be competing. They're going to be willing to pay for that. It's the exact same as the housing market or stock market or anything like that. People are competing for, for a commodity. There is only so much of it and they're willing to pay a premium for it. So dynamic pricing can be great, especially if you use that in conjunction with premium pricing or package pricing, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Number five is economic pricing. So this one is more for people who have really low overheads. So if you don't have much coming out of your business, so for example, if your vehicle is paid off, if your equipment is paid off, if you don't have to pay that much for your employees, or maybe you're just a one-man show, uh, then economic pricing can be a really good way to, to base your prices um, ahead of your competitors because you can afford to charge lower prices to get more projects. Now, for example, a bigger company may have more overheads. They may have more vehicles, people, equipment. Uh, they may have bigger orders or inventory of product that they need to keep on hand at any one time. They're not going to be able to pay or they're not going to be able to charge cheap prices because their jobs are going to tell them, uh, you know, they're going to factor in completely towards their overhead. They need to make a minimum. That might not be the case for you. So economic pricing may be a good model for you to use if you have lower overheads. Cost plus pricing, number six. So cost plus pricing is used as an easy way to calculate profitability based on overhead, not to be confused with economic pricing. So the cost plus pricing model is actually calculated by tallying up your labor and materials cost and then adding a desired profit margin at the end. Um, so for example, if your labor and materials or consumables cost is 300 bucks and you want to make 20% more, you would add 60 bucks on the, on your quote, charging $360 to your client. So this one is really just, it takes uh, an understanding of your numbers and your knowledge of your overheads and your gross spend or your variable costs, variable cost being, um, you know, the way that I look at variable costs is anything that's above the line on your P&L. So anything that you wouldn't have to spend if you didn't have a job is the easiest way to understand it. I don't have to pay for gas. I don't have to pay for materials. I don't have to pay for people. Um, so this is a really good way to, to kind of make sure that you're making the gross profit margins that you're looking for. Uh, if you know that number of what it actually costs you to do a project. Number seven, competitor matching. This is where you go to a quote and you find out what the other guy charged and you match it. Now, I have a bit of a problem with this one because what I find is, is you'll get matching done by people who don't really have the infrastructure or the skill to do the project at the level that you would if you're one of the better contractors in your territory. Um, and so compare or match, and I don't think it's really fair unless you're, you know, toe for toe providing the exact same level of service. 
What does really annoy me though is when people will go in uh, to compare a match and then drop below that other number. For example, if I go in to charge a $3,000 painting project and you know we're promising that we're gonna be there on time, we have great communication skills, we have great systems and processes and we're using quality products, someone may go in, choose the same price, tell the customer, hey, I'll give you 200, I'll do it for 200 bucks less, but they're not getting, the customer is not getting the same value uh, you know, other than $200. This is really going to work. I mean, a, a client is going to know right off the bat if you're a great contractor or a great brand because they'll have already had that taster experience of what it is that you guys can provide uh, compared to the other guy. It just puts you in comparison with somebody else. Um, I, I just don't think it's a great way to price your business, but it can be good if you're just starting out as well uh, to ask what the other guy was charging and then drop 25 to 50 bucks, especially if it's like a landscaping company, for example. Um, you know, I don't want to annoy any landscapers on here today because I, I don't believe in that model. But if you're just starting out and you need a way to try and get customers and you don't know how to price yet, uh, compare or matching can be a good way uh, to do that. So, yeah, sorry, landscapers. Don't, uh, don't mean to annoy you guys. I know that you guys do great work. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of nuances to that and being a skilled contractor uh, compared to somebody who's just starting out. Just watch out for competitive matching happening. Um, it, we are always going to be curious of people when they have said that they've got multiple quotes or they've had multiple quotes. It can be a good way to ask, what did the other contractor quote? What was the price? But what I would really do is get them to compare apples to apples rather than apples to oranges by you know doing a, a shot by shot comparison of your quote compared to theirs. Um, the next one, so number eight is value-based pricing. So this one is, uh, it's more of a tactic for selling rather than a specific pricing model. However, it is worth noting. So value-based pricing is charging a flat fee based on the value. So the benefits that your service provide, again, this is tying it back to what I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, talking about having your systems and your processes and your services, you know, completely dialed in. Uh, and being able to sell that packet or being able to sell that as the actual product rather than the actual, you know, painting project or the the pressure washing. You're buying convenience, you're buying time, you're buying, uh, you know, quality, selling those as the actual product rather than the actual service uh, can be the best way. So value-based pricing is one of the best ways to do it. I'll tell you that offhand that that one is absolutely uh, more is more sellable than a lot of the other pricing models. Um, number nine, hourly based pricing. So hourly based pricing is an easy way. For example, a lot of what, what guys will do is they'll say, hey, I need to make minimum, you know, 50 bucks an hour and I'm going to charge 75. That gives me what I need to make in an hour plus the 25, uh, you know, or, or 15 bucks covers my overhead. Um, that's pretty common in the industry to be selling an hourly based pricing. Uh, you're es basically estimating the number of hours that you need to complete the project and then multiply it by your hourly charge rate. Simple. Uh, it's a good way, again, to start out in your business if you know how much you want to make in an hour. Um, but you should add on some sort of profit number to that so that you're guaranteeing profitability. Now, here's a couple of the bad things about hourly based pricing is clients might want to pay less if you finish the project quicker. So that one's pretty common. Um, it does make the client focus a bit more on the cost of the actual service rather than the value that it provides. Again, tying back to value based selling, 
having a, a value proposition that you're selling over an hourly based uh, cost will draw customers away from thinking about cost over value. Now, you may also miscalculate the project hours, meaning that clients feel like you misquoted on purpose just to get your foot in the door and charge them more later. Now, I'd love to say that every business is great at this and even the bigger companies are awesome, but I do find even to this day that some of the more some of the bigger companies will go in with an hourly price of what they think it is, especially if it's estimators or, or sales staff rather than the owner. Um, and they'll go in at a certain price just to land the project. And then once they've got the project almost done, they'll say, hey, we need a little bit more money. That's not great. This one's going to have to take a bit of time for you to really develop what you can achieve in a set amount of time. Um, again, if you need some help with that, if you want to figure out what your productivity by hour is, give me a call or shoot me a message or a DM on any of our socials. And I will uh, I will get on a call with you and show you how to figure out what your profit uh, productivity number is. Uh, number 10 is territory pricing. Territory pricing is having different uh, pricing models based on where you actually are. Uh, so for example, if I have a shop that I leave every day, uh, then I'm going to charge X amount of dollars for the first 10 miles. Then in the next 10 miles, so from you know 1 to 10, I'm charging this price. From uh, 11 to 20, I'm charging this price. It's basically having tiered pricing for the amount of distance that you have to go to service your clients. Uh, this is a great way. I do recommend this one uh, for people who do have long travel times because remember, every minute you're in the truck not getting paid, you are losing money. Uh, there is a tool that is in this book. So this ebook comes with a tool called the one hour minimum calculator. And it is crucial for you to understand any minute that you're not working or on site being paid directly for a service, how much that costs your business. So there is a tool in this book that you can use. Um, there's two more. So the, the other two I wanna talk about, and I only have 40 seconds left. I'm gonna save those for another episode. But if you want to download the book in the meantime and you want to check out package pricing, which is one of the best ways to sell your business, but then also having a good, better and best pricing model, these are the two best ways to sell your business. They are the most profitable. They maximize your average job size and they're completely optimized for a certain type of client. And we can teach you how to, to find that client and then also maximize your profitability. So if you found this episode helpful and you want to get the next two or the last two, uh, the last two pricing models, give me a call and I'll chat with you soon. Hey guys, just want to jump back on here real quick and uh, and let you guys know about a super cool opportunity that I have for home service professionals that are looking to maybe do a little bit of investment in their own learning. And that is the six week home service pro bootcamp that I am putting on uh, with Brave Business Solutions. Now, we are aiming to get a bunch of contractors together in this bootcamp, teach you guys the fundamental skills that you're gonna need uh, not just for the um, the immediate time frame, but then also way into the future, give you some really, really lasting skills and tools that you can use uh, to, to grow your business in 2023 uh, and 2024, help you plan out a little bit more. We're going to be covering things like sales and marketing and how to get more work, how to create relationships in your community and, and, and get more realtors working with you. We're going to be talking about financial planning and tracking and business planning in general. 
talking about hiring employees, lots of really, really, really good stuff that if you've never, you've never done any investment in yourself, this is the one that you're going to want to do it with because this is specifically for home service businesses and it is tried and tested. And when I say tried and tried and tested i did it twice uh in my seven two seven uh figure home service businesses one was a painting company the other one was a moving company so lots of uh lots of really good learning in there our, our goal with this course is that you will fast track yourself three to four years into the future with this knowledge uh, to help you build your business further. So if you're interested in that, head over to our website. It's www.wethebrave.ca. Fill out a contact form online. Let us know that you're interested in the course or you at least want to hear more. And I will contact you personally and we'll talk about pricing. We'll talk about course uh, course dates. We do run this every six weeks. You don't need to be there at the start. You can jump in you know every six weeks you can or every every week you can jump into a different uh learning opportunity until you've completed all six modules of the course so uh it does run so if you've got any vacations planned or anything like that don't worry you're not going to miss out on anything you can just jump on the next one and catch up on the on the next uh the next learning so Lots of opportunity there. We'd love to see you on the course. If you are interested, again, head over to our website. It's www.wethebrave.ca and we'll uh, we'll get you some pricing and an overview of the course and we'll see if it might be something that could help your business. Uh, thanks again for tuning in today and we'll, we'll see you on the next one.